1: new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from
0: Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to Tales with TR, episode 183A. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Good to be with you. Well, it's been a long uh, couple of months for me, winding down to the end. Long week, just a lot of... A lot of... uh, Work in that remembering lines, and then you know, as part of this work and being away from Penny Lane is the hardest part of Shoresy. I don't mind remembering lines, but it does sometimes. You know, it's work, so it's a lot of work. And then you got your—I got my uh, radio show in Edmonton, and I got my podcast. And thanks again for listening. But um I can have all the things in the world to keep me busy, and I am busy. But I really miss my daughter. So it's times like this I know I relate with some people. You might be out there. Uh, I don't know, on the rigs or for whatever reason. People, I don't know why that came to mind. I guess a lot of Newfoundlanders are fishermen or work in the oil fields, oil rigs. Um, and, you know, once in a while, I really, really get uh, get lonely. And, and usually that means missing my daughter. I, I always... Miss Newfoundland. It's why I live there. One of the reasons. I love growing up there. It was great. Great people. Got a lot of awesome friends. The weather could be a little bit better, but, uh, you know, my daughter's the main reason. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just been a bit of a lonely week. But uh, that being said, I'm uh, heading home next Tuesday. Right now you're I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Now that being said, I love Sudbury and I love working on shoresy. If it went any longer than this, I think next time if we're lucky enough, I like would ever do a season 4, um I'm going to bring her up maybe a time at least or two. And we're only 3 hours from Toronto, so you know, it's again not that there's nothing to do in Sudbury. I really enjoy it, but for a kid who's 13, She'd probably enjoy a Maple Leafs game over a Sudbury Wolves game, right? Maybe a uh, maybe a Taylor Swift concert. What's that next year, right? Taylor Swift con- concert as opposed to um, Strange Attractor. No, no offense to Jeff Wool out there, one of my good buddies in Tommy and the Commies. Check them out. You like punk rock and garage rock and old rock and whatever? Tommy's uh, Tommy and the Commies. But our buddy Jeff Hool, was his uh, works on crew and uh, with Shoresy, and he really got me into some good music. Those are his two bands. Check them out: Strange Attractor, Tommy, and the Commies. Anyway, yes, I didn't even feel like doing this tonight. I usually just open this computer, and I don't even have topics when I do these solo episodes. I just start talking and um, talking. I'm talking like Ted Hitchcock now. It's just I, that gets like. Uh, normal too not, not, not addictive but when I'm doing Ted Hitchcock all day I find I talks like him when I get home at night right um, which is not always a bad thing I love my Newfoundland roots but uh, even Teddy Hitchcock's a little much for me I've never quite had an accent that thick but a lot of my friends do it's all good anyway um, yeah I get home sick so but the show must go on right And uh, it's also, you know what, I I think a little bit of it is winding down to the end and it feels like a bit of a family here in a way. I know a lot of people say that about their work and I've meant it about a hockey team, about an actual family, about a group of buddies. You know, family goes beyond bloodlines. And, and, you know, and I consider a lot of the people here part of my family. But it's got that bittersweet feeling. like at the end of a hockey season, I'd always be really excited to go home. And and it was also like a signifier. I love the spring, you know, like you work so hard. And y- your eyes are on the prize and you want to win. And I remember, you know, every spring, whatever's going to happen, you know, you want to win, you want to win. You might go down three games to one and it's the second period and you're down 5-2. And you're like, okay, this is probably it. And no one... As a player, you'd never open your mouth and say it, but you're in the dressing room and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna be back home next week. See the boys. It's been a good year." And it's like, like when the year you stand, yeah, just such a weight off my shoulders. You know, there's, yeah, I relate this to any work probably, but it, the hockey it was just easy because it was September till the end, till well, the end of the hockey season, but September, maximum. I guess August I'd go early if it was pro, August September until. I never went into June. I went into May a couple times. Actually, June we did one year the uh, Calder Cup AHL. I think we went to like June second. Anyway, every other year it was April or May, and uh, just there's that feeling you know of wanting to get home and see everybody, and the weather's changing, and there's there's definitely a happiness to that that almost sets off endorphins. It's almost like a drug. A, night, a good spring day after a bunch of work or something and, and, you know, shitty weather. Winter's behind you. The days are getting longer. That always felt great, but I'd always, especially when I was like in t- somewhere I, I, I would never be again likely, like if not just to go back for an alumni. Like Fredericton, New Brunswick, I knew I'd probably come across Fredericton again. That was where I played for two parts of, well, Two and a half years in the Montreal Canadiens firm team, so I didn't really ever feel like goodbye when I would leave there. Montreal, same thing, you know. I, you know, I, over the years, I've never really gone two years without being to Montreal for some reason, and, and lots of times I'm there like six times a year. I had a place on Dulamontang right downtown. Um, you know, when I played till oh god, I, I don't know, mid two thousands maybe. Um. But so you know, in Montreal's right there, it's a hub in Canada, especially from St. John's. And you're Habs fan; you'll go to lots of games. And I love the city anyway, Habs or no Habs. I love the city. But you know, when I would be in like, I don't know, Tri Cities, Washington, Kennewick, Washington, or Boise, Idaho. Um. In Orlando, I, I did feel like. You know, it, again, it's bitter. It's bittersweet. You're you, you're looking forward to getting home, but you just plugged in a year with the boys, good friends, and you know local fans. You get to meet like it's the same layout wherever you go, with slight differentiations in the booster clubs. But there are really great people that you get to meet. That are, I guess, for those that don't, a lots of people I'm talking to don't watch much hockey. If you see the movie Slapshot, a lot of people in the film industry have seen Slapshot, and they know that, but they don't really watch hockey. That's where they get their hockey info. And a lot of them laugh at the buses chasing around the team and everything, but that's real. That's, I mean, right from senior hockey to the NHL, I mean, what you see is everyday fans everywhere. And there's so many of them that you forget that that's the same kind of fans that are in the minors. They just follow your team around, and they're great. God, making us food and and, and planning events. It's like anything, you know, especially in the minors where you're not as big a celebrity of, you know, those are odd words to use. But, yeah, a, a top NHLer I would consider a celebrity, at least in certain places. Uh, you get down to the minors, it's more localized. But, you know, you meet people and, you you know, you these bars and, and restaurants become your go-to places of social convention. Social everything, you know. We would have our team meals there. Say a place in in um, Boise, Bart Hall, Brett Hall, the NHL legend uh, brother, Bobby Hall, another NHL le- legend's son. Bart Hall had played football. He wasn't a hockey player. He played football at the uh, Boise State University, and he settled there and uh, opened a restaurant called the Dublin Up. And great food and beers and. You know, like I really, really got to know that place. We would go in there often for, well, you know, set up a meal there early in the day or whatever. We'd often have beers there after, after games, uh, days off. Bart and I would head down, head on down to, uh, was it called Casino? No, I think it was Jackpot, Nevada. It was right on the border. As soon as you went into the border, over the border from uh, Idaho into Nevada, there was a place called Jackpot, and um you know, we the first. There was a little place. I remember seeing a 60s band, Hermits, Hermits, Hermans. Hermits there. It must have been a tiny, tiny place, but it was a casino. And yeah, there was the odd band. So, I mean, I've, I've never heard the place Jackpot brought up since. But when we were in Boise, it was something to do. Um, anyway, I head down there with Bart a little bit. Some buddies on the team, Bobby Stewart, Jeremy Milmock. A few of the boys lived there, had made their homes. So when you'd leave... There was a feeling of, and, you know, knowing likely you weren't going to come back and play there, right? I mean, a pro, a minor pro career is a lot different. Um, some players are there for the long haul. Um, some are literally their pillar to post. They get out of junior and they go in a good place in the Central League or Southern Pro or East Coast, wherever, and they, you know, meet meet a local, uh, maybe get married or start a business, meet locals. Um, but the vast majority are kind of suitcases traveling and wherever I was. And I liked experiencing different places, but it was always a weird feeling to me to be such a part of a community and then just leave and just never go back. Like the day I played for the, I Steelheads, I got hurt that year. I only played half the games. It was a lot of fun. Um, met some great people. And because I only played half the games, I would be ha- hanging out with the fans. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. We go over to the Dublin Up and, uh, God, there's another bird. Feel bad. It was, it was one of the main spots we used to go to. Forgive me, whoever's listening from there. Uh, actually, I'm going to pause this. Let's see if I remember it. Hold on. I feel that they were nice enough to me, give me free booze. I should mention their name once. <laughs> Well, I tried. There, we're back. Uh, I tried, and um, it must not be there anymore. Anyway, it was a blast. So, and I, I, I th- now I forget why I was talking about Boise, but I think I was comparing it to at the end of a Shorzy shoot. You know, I mean, I, I think I'm I miss home a little because now in my head I'm like, okay, the the page is turning. Season three is almost in the bag, and now I'm actually going to see my daughter. And everybody else, but I really miss Penny Lane. Um, So, you know, maybe it's becoming more realistic. But anyway, I didn't even want to do this here today, to be honest with you. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah, the show must go on. Um, So I did have a few questions about the John Tavares. And um, I've talked about him a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. On on Tavares' news, but what I did, okay, people ask me about. He just scored his thousandth point last night. Toronto went into New York Islanders, and he had 998 career points. Uh, the Leafs lost in overtime, but on the second and third goals, third being like they just tied it up late. Tavares was in on; he had a goal and assist. So fans in on the island, they they you know, and he played there. For those who don't know, he played there for. His first 600 odd games in the NHL, and or, or close to, I guess first six his first 630 of those points were in the we're, were, were with the elders. I'm not sure the games played, but he played. You know, he's played his first couple of contracts there. Big pick, first overall, and uh, I've already. If you want to know what I think of him, then listen to the beginning of the last uh, solo episode. I think two episodes ago. Um, it's either 180, 180, or 182A. Anyway, people ask me about whether It's bullshit. What do you think of the Islanders fans booing them? Fans can do whatever they want, is what I think. Like, first of all, first of all, because I know, I know what you're thinking is that he did so much good for them. I I think that I would be a fan that would appreciate that. Not only did he was a our captain and one of our best players ever, really, if you think about it, um, and gave everything he had for the team while he was there. But not only did he, he didn't just move teams on you. He went to his hometown, man, of the Toronto Maple Leafs, where he dreamed about playing for his whole life. And to be honest, it's not an easy market, man. People jumping over to play in Toronto and take all that shit because he took a lot more shit the last few years, no matter how good he plays as a Toronto Maple Leaf than he ever would have as an Islander. But now, anyway, the Islanders fans are fucking... They hate him. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen much more much more hate towards an ex-player in, in all of sports. But it, 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 on their side, like, from their angle, he could have let them know, like, Calgary let... Like, Matthew Kachuk let Calgary know, like, ahead of time. So he might be upset that he left or whatever, but you know what? I let you know, and you made a trade, and you got some assets back for me, right? And Tavares, I don't believe, did that. So I think that was strike number one. Strike number two was just he was so good and they loved him and he left. And strike number three is that you went to the fucking Leaps and fucking left us with nothing, right? You told us at the last minute we couldn't do anything about it. You go to another team in the East and we get nothing. And it was big signed a 10 million dollar deal and change. Now. One of the anybody who's done first year psychology in university or at least most they would have heard of the saying mob mob mentality, okay? Now here it is. Mob mentality, also called herd or hive mentality, is the inclination that some humans have to be part of a large group, often neglecting their individual feelings in the process and adopting the behaviors and actions of the people all around them. That's the answer. You don't need to look too far into it. You're in that building and there's a bit of hate on for somebody and the mob starts going, you know, it's only booze. It's not like they were throwing batteries at them. You know. Uh, And there's been all kinds of instances. Uh, You know, I don't, uh, how many of those fans, how many were booing? It wasn't the whole place. It wasn't fucking 18,000 people. I'm going to guess a small group started and it got up to maybe, you know, half the place was booing, whatever it would be. But again, mob mentality is one thing. Well, is the thing. Now imagine after the game, Tavares comes out in his suit. Right? Comes out and on, walks I don't know, there are hotels across the street. And these fans, What do you think every single person that was booing, whoever it was in that building, now let's take them all in a one-on-one situation. That they're outside, they're on the corner, and John Tavares walks out and hails a cab right in front of them. Do you think that they boo? Do you think that they hiss? Do you think they say, you fucking bum, Tavares? Okay, some. I'm going to say the minority, the like very minimal, minimal amount. If we're we're talking 10,000 people, I'm going to say less than 100 would do that. And I'm going to say thousands, either ask for his autograph or a selfie and say, congrats. Thanks a lot for what you did here in New York. Congrats on a 1,000 points. It's a hell of an achievement. I think more people, now I could be wrong. Who am I? I'm not going by analytics. I got no stats in front of me. You guys are listening. What do you think? I think more people congratulate him and get a fucking selfie than boo him. And if you agree with me, then you agree mob mentality took over. They are upset. They have a reason to be upset. They're fans. I bet you most of those people are good people. They're fans that pay the bills. And as a fucking hockey player, I've been all over the world and seen sports in North America and some markets where nobody gives a fuck about hockey. I'm happy that there can be a team that's been around for so long that hasn't won for so long that can be this fucking passionate, especially south of the border. So, it wouldn't have been me booing John Tavares, but, you know, some people are like, those fucking despicable fans, what would you do about those fans? Like, quote-unquote, those fans, it's just a bunch of people. One of those fans would act a lot different, and within that group of misfits, there are fucking... Construction workers, city workers, plumbers, lawyers, doctors, CEOs. There's all kinds of fucking people in that building. I bet you that all kinds of races, all kinds of cultures, all kinds of occupations. And they all decided to boo a kid from fucking Mississauga. Why? Because he bailed on them. And they're having a few beers. He comes back and he gets his thousandth point with, with the other team. Look, like I said, it wouldn't have been me booing him. But I fucking understand it.
1: Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8778. Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved.
0: Now, I'm... And apologies, I had to cut this off early today. I just got a lot on my mind, but... um. Next thing, people ask me about the uh, Cousins hit on Gabranson. Uh, just Google it if, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And there's so much to unpack, and I, I don't have three hours to unpack it. But here's the, the first thing. Um, just just a comment. that well, The first thing I'll say, without getting into the nuts and bolts of it, because it's been dissected by every hockey fucking mind, in the universe, if there's one thing I feel like a fucking hypocrite, because you know what I, I can't say I can't stand, because a lot of them are my friends, but it's starting to like make me feel like a tool to comment on hockey so much, like every time anything happens, like that Gabr- Cousins hit on Gabransa, everybody, some reputable, some not, but everybody feels a need in the hockey world to go on there and give their opinion like they're right. You know, like and they're all not right. And again, I'm not picking on people. I know I'm doing it. This is what I, I, I'm being a hypocrite because I do it for a living. But I think that's why I like subconscious, I stay away from like, like I don't go on Twitter and go like that was bullshit that hit or whatever. And then wait for a response. I don't put out, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm holier than thou for doing it. I just, I ignore it. I think because in my head, um, there's a level of hypocrisy to me commenting on a game that all these players are better than me at You know, like they're, they're playing in the NHL right now. Our time has come and gone. I guess we can talk about it. And I do, but I'd rather talk and tell stories. And what am I getting at? Cause I, so I'm often not quick to like jump in and, and put a snippet on Instagram and on a story about what I think about that or what I think about this. And you might think that I'm playing both sides of the fence and I don't want to piss anybody off, but that's not the case. I just look at it sometimes and I'm like, oh man, there's like, you know, if something happens, who do people I follow? I don't know. Chris Nyland, John Scott, PJ Stock, o uh, O-Dog, or, or, or or Biz or Witter or Ryan Rashog or Jason Greger, who I work with, man, or, or Strudwick or fucking Mike Johnson or Fucking, I don't know, James Duffy. You know, go down the list. And these those are reputable. And then there's everybody under them. And then, and then there's, like, people that just started. Like, I had on my show uh, in, in Edmonton last week, Bobby Ryan. It was a pleasure to talk to him. Um, Mark Mathad is now, you know, it's a, you know Kevin Bieksa and Ron McLean and, and Haley Wickenheiser. And, you know, uh, it's just, like, the whole, everybody all of a sudden got to have this take. And if they're all different, and all of those people, or most of them that I listed, played high level of hockey, NHL or Olympics or whatever it is, then I get it. Like I, I, I tune into them too because I enjoy their content, and I do. Um. But I often think, like, if if not all of them... And so if, if we're looked at because of our expert opinion, quote-unquote, and everybody has a different opinion, then we're just like you guys, aren't we? Aren't we just like the fans? You know? If me, Chris Nyland, John Scott, um, say Kevin Bieksa, there's four players that played with a little bit of grit. I mean, you know, should see the good teammates, Biz Nasty, Ryan Whitney... So I'm just putting us in that category for right now. I know there's a lot of differences, but on all the players I mentioned, there's a common denominator. You know, We're good teammates, stick up for our buddies, fairly tough if you want to say that, or at least willing to throw down. And so we should see the game from, you know, around the same eras from a similar angle. And normally, or, or, or sorry, a lot of the time we do, but, you know, biz and wit can often not even argue on the the fucking color of the sky they're looking at, right? So I, I just think people's opinions are worthy if they didn't play pro. That doesn't end the argument because this guy played in the NHL and this guy played pro and this guy didn't or this girl or whoever played in the Olympics. I like all their takes. I just feel that if I'm given mine, I'm just adding to a mix that doesn't need more fucking shit piled on top of it, right? That's what I mean. The people I named, of course, are, are great. And they, it's just there's so many takes. There are, there are, there are a thousand. I, I could go to lots of Tom Laidlaw. Like, you know, you didn't think about him. He's no one even brings his name up. I had him on my podcast. So it's like it's down to that, right? I don't know. Like Dave Morissette, Benoit Brunet, and RDS, and wherever they are, payers that you don't even know are commenting because you're just going to have only enough comp- time in a day. Used to be easy to follow, easier because, you know, the channels came on and all this shit wasn't on demand and you know, the social media thing. And while it can be great for a lot of things and to get information, um, I just find, you know, all of a sudden everything and and, and across sport, cross sport too. Like Shohei Otani, without getting into unpacking all of that and what the Jays went through and Jays fans and all of that, like why do I care what some fucking hockey player in Missouri thinks. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I mean? So I find it really hard to like put on a straight face and go on there and give my opinion of the Shohei Ohtani, a Major League Baseball player, of that situation, of his contract, nonetheless. I'm no lawyer, and I'm not a pro ball player. So why would I go on and pipe my fucking opinion I can talk about it here to you guys as a fan and or whoever comes on my pod, I can have a nice conversation. I enjoy the Jason Greger show doing that. I'm not saying I don't. I get a chance to talk about things that are relevant, but I still haven't crowned myself with the authority to just be able to talk about something like I know it any better than a big fan or another ex-player, right? So I feel I'm just You know, an ant on an ant that doesn't need any more ants. <laughs> but I like doing this. I I certainly do. This way, of course, I'll give my opinions on whatever I'm talking. The quick snippet, social media, you know, Facebook. All of a sudden, anyway, what what who the what am I what am I talking about? What the fuck do I know? What do I know? I know that whoever's listening right now is, uh, I appreciate uh, you guys listening. I say that's too much. I appreciate it. Appre- because you know what? I, I I sometimes don't even know why you would tune into this. If I'm telling you I'm not worthy of these opinions, why are you tuning in? But on the same thing, I'm not saying I'm not so much as, I don't think all of us, uh, I think my point when... when With social media and so many avenues and so many quick fixes and so much instant gratification and immediate news as opposed to having to waiting for the paper the next day or at least the radio, I get that it's saturated. And I'm glad people like John Scott and fucking Chris Nyland and Biz and whoever down the list do it because at least they're educated on it. Um, I just don't take myself seriously enough to oversaturate my content with opinions, okay? I like the discussion part and getting my opinion out that way, but I think sometimes, nobody that I mentioned, but there are, and I don't want to offend anybody, but there are people that You know, they, they, they start a podcast and. Yeah, you know what? I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. Everything I'm talking about is almost more of my own inferior take on it. Um,. But again, even things that I think I am, I could be considered an expert. What, what could that be? I don't know. Like moving away from home at a young age, dealing with billets, dealing with fucking public failure on an astronomical level, and how to deal with that and move ahead and still be an athlete. Um, how to schedule your hockey that you can also get a, get get schooling or uh, how to. You know, start a podcast. Definitely the process of writing a book. There are things I can talk about like that, of course. Um, I just sometimes when I'm like, when the Oilers were on their losing streak, it was hard for me to take myself seriously cutting up Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> Maybe. Right, because of course they play bad, but then like, Craig Button got to rip them. And I, I you know, and I, I, I look at Craig and I'm going, it's his job. He's one of the best in the world. Like, so I just, I never lose sight of the fact that we're all having a burger, fucking sitting back, watching a game over beers, getting up, yakking about it on here. And these people are going out and doing it. And I think when I played, that wasn't lost on me either. I used to go, man, they talk on TV. But that's one thing I think I've talked about it on here. I remember them talking on TV about who was it on our team. I think Vincent Tomfus before, before Koivu was the captain. He was the captain and he took penalties. And I I think people were like, kind of, I I remember being in the paper. Okay. It was in the paper. It was a topic. I'm like, what do these fucking people? know? I'm in the room with him for fucking six hours a day. I travel with them. How do they know what it takes to be captain goals and assists? Right? And there was b- these big topics from experts that never fucking laced up a pair of skates or experts that retired 20 years before that. And I'd be like, I don't know. He's great to me in the room. We don't even talk about it much. There's like eight guys that could be captain. But we're not even arguing about it as much as you guys are. And it was stuff like that. I don't mind saying, you know what, And uh, it's someone looking at a breakout and going, fuck, man. That's not a great breakout. Maybe they need to do this or maybe they need to do that. But um, I, I I, find it hard often to comment on things that, to, to be honest, I really don't know much about. And Shohei Otani, I can only really comment on the outside of that, as most of us, I think, can. Some people don't know what I'm talking about. I apologize for that. Um, as far as Tavares, like I'm saying, like, I don't know. I I, I watched the game. I saw the fans get upset. You know, what what are you going to do? That's it. That's my answer. It's mob mentality. I gave you what I think of it. Sometimes it backfires. John Morosi is one of the best reporters out there. He's covered the MLB for like, I don't know, decades. I think 20 years could be 30. (laughs) And he fucking... Oh, man, he reported on Otani going to Toronto, and the fucking whole world hates him, man. It's fucking crazy. And he's normally good, but that's what I mean, right? So if you were fucking <laughs> paying attention to... Mar- you know what, though? What, what am I talking about? That is the method of news these days. Ah, uh, man, I think I'm an old man yelling at the clouds. I really do. And it probably helped me, you know, to go on and advertise a little bit. To put clips on there and tell what I think of them, probably would. I don't do it. Like missing curfews, another one. They're all. Out. I mean, there's a thousand of these podcasts, right? I mean, I don't know what's his name. Fucking annoying. Fuck. Um. I got what? Sean Avery got one. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. There's so many. There's five thousand of these things. Uh. And um. I guess it's up to you wherever you choose to listen to. So. People are choosing to listen to this. Well, thank you very much because uh, I could do a better job. What this all boils down to is that I really could be doing a better job. Am I just justifying my lack of posts or at least relevant posts? Maybe. Maybe I'll start doing something soon. Maybe I'll expand and have like... Tuesdays, Fridays, I'll do this. And then maybe I'll have like a C i do A, I'll do B, and then on the weekend do C with a guest host and uh, maybe go over all things relevant for the previous week. I'm thinking out loud, and I think there's something there. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe this whole thing has been, told you this thing's therapeutic, has been me trying to ask myself, why don't I post more things about relevance relevant happenings in and around hockey and other things that I'm qualified to have an opinion on. Maybe that's what I've been doing this whole time. but I'll tell you this I'll think about it in the hot tub because I'm going down. there's a half hour left for us to get in the pool and the hot tub, hotel rules. And I need to do that tonight. So I'm going to go do that now, then come back up. I'm going to have a bowl of soup. A jug of water. Play a game of PlayStation, maybe some Tiger Woods golf or PGA now. It's called PGA. I got the 2K23. Bit of golf, maybe watch the tail end of the Leafs game. Ditto with the Oilers game. Call it a day, folks. If you're downtown St. John's, you want to have a beer, stop into the Bull and Barrel, Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Martini Bar, Rob Roy Confusion, Greensleeves Pub. If you want to have a bite to eat, go to the Loose Tie. Check out Merchant Tavern. Blue on Water. Of course, Wedgwood Cafe, Wedgwood Cafe Also does catering contact. Peter Wedgwood at Wedgwood cafe strength of bounce for the body and mind rope walk lane power conditioning ryan power if you going to go to mr Lube? there's two locations in st johns newfoundland one's on kem road one's on torbay road live laugh loop Pitbull pain relief pain sticks that just don't quit go to pitbullpainrelief.com to see what all the fuss is about and of course chew hockey take what's yours folks i'm out of here i'll be back in a few days with another great guest. so oh, and thanks to Pavel Barber. It was an interesting conversation last week. I'll have an awesome guest in just a few days. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your interest. Happy holidays. Talk soon.